Hello, hello, my friends. Welcome to the She Runs It podcast. I am one of your hosts, Nicole DeBoom. And this is a live show uh, with way more fun because just about anything can happen. Your other host has just joined us. Sarah, welcome. How are you? Hi, I'm great. How are you? I'm good. You having a crazy day? Yeah, no, you know, I'm just sitting back eating bonbons and, you know, kicking it. <laughs> <laughs> no, definitely not doing that. So, no, um, it's, a, it's a great, it's always a great day when you get to make skirts for a living. Skirts, leggings, bras, tops. I mean, what could go know. wrong? Don't I know it. I spent 15 years slinging skirts. And you know what? I'm so happy with the baton handoff that I I get to watch someone else experience leading that ship because the ship the ship is can be tumultuous but man it's basically like a big party cruise ship and there's something going on in every corner. There is. And I keep waiting to like be able to kick back, you know, and get a tan and drink a margarita, but doesn't seem to be happening quite yet. Does that come at the end of the cruise or is that when you get off of the cruise? Okay. I can't even hear you. You're probably so busy doing all kinds of stuff that you just you can't. Walked. There you go. You're back. Am I here now? You're here oh. now. You're back I'm with done. us. Well, you know, the cool yeah. thing is we, okay. we have this... This podcast is like the most beautiful labor of love that has come from our connection, Right. It is. It's like the reason we were meant to be. I know. And one of the things I love more than anything is bringing on the most amazing guests who fill us with information and insights that we couldn't come up with on our own. And today's guest is no different. Are you excited? Sarah, are you excited? Yes, I am. I'm so excited. Can you hear me? Okay. You might have said yes. that my sound was bad. Sorry. You're back. You're back. I'm back. Your sound was horrible, okay. but you're back. Yeah, yeah, they must have a bad earbud or something. Well, you know, bad earbuds are probably like a more common thing these days, but I'm super old school. So I just put my phone on speaker and walk around so everyone can hear it. Or I use those ones with the wires still and they keep like, oh, yeah. falling out. <laughs> you know what happened when I did that? I would... um Apparently, I'm a close walker, and I would run into, like, um, uh, drawers and things, and they would rip it out of my ears. It happened 16 times a day, and it would happen with my pants sometimes, too. So I think it's just me. It's part of my... Oh, my God. It's reminding me of our last podcast with Jill Angie and how she talked about how her butt, like, just ran into everything. She didn't even, like give it permission to do that, but it did it anyway. Yeah, and finally yes. she accepted it. In the case yep. of earbuds, you know, we can upgrade. <laughs> we can. This is true. So, um, but enough about earbuds. Let's talk about our guest. Is, when is she coming? Is she coming on here? I do believe Kelsey is already with us. Today we have a special guest, Kelsey Abbott. Um, we know of Kelsey through her amazing podcast. It's the Find Your Awesome podcast. And the fact that she lives in the world of what many would call woo-woo, um, in the world of human design, 
which is a place where the body and spirit and mind and heart and soul all come together based on a unique chart that a blueprint that every single person, human being um, is basically assigned to from the moment they enter this world. So Kelsey is going to tell us a lot more about human design today. But Kelsey, with that intro, welcome to this crazy show. Thank you so much. Can you guys hear me? Oh, yeah, you're amazing. Yes. Hi, Kelsey. Hi. Kelsey, your earbuds are working just fine today. Yeah, I'm not using earbuds because I don't trust those things. This is just old school speaker. <laughs> I love it. Well, what I love about live podcasts is like anything can happen and we don't edit these things. So, you know, when connections go bad, they go bad. But, you know, this is crazy because this is the world you live in, Kelsey. It's the world of connections. So I, I thought it might be cool for you to kind of do a quick intro of yourself um, and your your path to this world of human design, which we're going to talk about today. Yeah, sure. Thank you. I just want to say, like, playing with the two of you and just listen, being able to listen in as you guys banter is amazing. And um, and Sarah, yeah, you're one of your gifts is directing, like finding the intention in things. And it, it's like redirecting that ship and then driving it forward. But anyway, you want to know about me. You want to know about yes. me. Yes. Well, actually, that's really cool because I kind of took it upon myself to decide that this episode would be based around you helping Sarah decipher her, her blueprint Ooh. because you and I already did that for me on my Run This World podcast a while back, which anyone can listen to at any time because podcasts live forever. Um, so it's going to be Sarah's turn to be in the hot seat today. But before we get there, yeah, we need to learn more about you, Kelsey. Okay, so I'm a transformational leader and instigator of joy, and I use human design, coaching, intuition, and mindfulness to help light leaders amplify their light and spread it all over the planet. Can and I just say, I'd like to add <laughs> instigator of joy to like my, you know, my LinkedIn profile says things like, you know, business leader and analyst and you you've got instigator of joy that's i yeah i don't work well with analyst (laughs) (laughs) yes yes um and instigator of joy you can you can share it we can all be instigators of joy i think we all are no i love it so yeah sorry i didn't mean to interrupt keep going but that just was so awesome i had to say it Okay, so I started out like after after college. Well, I majored in psychology and art history and biology, and um, so after college, I got my master's in marine biology, and I studied killer whales and the environmental impact of contaminants on killer killer whales. I worked for an NGO. I worked for the federal government. I eventually quit that job. And it was not lighting me up. I felt like I was in a cage because I spent most of my time in a cubicle. And then I became a science writer and a triathlon coach. And because I was always coaching swimming. So I became a triathlon coach, a 
personal trainer. I coached, I taught group fitness, spinning and all of that. And then, oh, and I was a science writer. See, I have to, I have to like count on my fingers as I share my story because the, my human design is I'm a manifesting generator and we do all the things. We bounce a lot. So I was doing science writing, which was writing, taking scientific papers and making them fun and funny and accessible for normal humans, not scientists. And the, the funding was drying up. And that's when I learned about coaching, as in professional coaching, life coaching. And I went to coaching school, totally loved it, fell in love with coaching, started the Find Your Awesome podcast, and then learned about human design from one of my guests. And when she first said, have you heard about human design? I kind of cocked my head to the side and was like, um, like, like anatomy? <laughs> she was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> you need your birth time. But she didn't tell me anything more than that. So I finished that interview and was Googling human design. Found like, look up your human design chart. I found it. I had no idea what to do with this thing that looks like an alien wearing a tent. And so I sat with it for a while. And then more Googling, like slowly, 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 I would learn little tidbits that resonated with me just enough to give me the breadcrumb to go to the next piece and then the next piece and the next piece. And I was slowly building these things that I'd come across something that was like, oh, oh, yes, I knew that to be true. But people have been telling me to do it another way. So what human design is, is Nicole, your description was perfect and your way with words is incredible. And I need to double check your chart and see if you have the gift of knowing how to say things. I think you do. I thought that was just called the gift of gab. No, it's totally different. Cause like I can talk forever, but I don't know how to say things. Like you, you know how to say one thing. She does, doesn't way. she? She like has a way of introing people and um, just like segueing things. Yes, you, you really, you make things sound wonderful. Mm-hmm. Whether they are I or not. You, I love you. Too. I love you. You know, it what's cool is as you're talking, I'm like, you know, so this human design thing, like, is it is it fair to say that it can help people discover their purpose? It can help them find comfort in their patterns and habits that, like you just mentioned, they've been fighting or told are wrong for them their entire lives? Or can it help them set goals? Like what, why would somebody even want to discover their human design? All of the things you said, to find your purpose, to find your gifts, to when it comes to goal setting in particular, you know, we're taught especially as athletes, we're taught to like create a goal time, for instance, and then go for it. Whereas actually the three of us aren't designed to create that form of goals. We're not, neither, none of us are made for specific goals. We're oh, that's, like, that's hard I just to want hear. To what was that? Yeah, that's, that's tough to hear actually. How so? Because like, I do understand, I like hearing it because it gives me comfort, but, um, you know, I just spent 15 years with skirt sports trying to set clearly defined goals, (laughs) (laughs) but realizing that one of the realizations I took away from that career and Sarah, I don't know how you feel about it now as you're running the ship is that 
you're never right. You never get it. Mm -hmm. And right might be the wrong word, but you're never exact. Like for instance, take inventory. You buy like tens of thousands of units. And if you were doing this like perfectly, you would sell the very last unit in each size and color at the same day that the next unit came in from your manufacturer. So it'd be like this perfect transfer, but it doesn't work that way. You end up with hundreds of one thing left and people wanting hundreds of something that you sold out of. So it's like this, you're setting goals, but they're kind of defeating in a way. And you just have to get comfortable with that. Mm, I feel like this is actually really empowering for me because the goal when you're selling note, I know nothing about (laughs) sling skirts. Um, but so instead of saying like, I want to sell 500 skirts this week, you're like, I want to sell as many as possible. And Hey universe, show me how to do that while being my authentic self. You don't have to like tie yourself in with numbers. Does that feel more empowering? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, way more empowering. And you know, what's hard though, is that when you run an enterprise and Sarah's probably sitting there like grappling with this right now because she likes the numbers and she likes the analysis, you know, I was, I was, that wasn't my area of strength, which I think is really cool. Cause she'll probably do a better job than I did. But, um, <laughs> but you yeah, know, the, but the numbers Sarah? don't always, well, the numbers don't always tell the story. You know, it's, it's, I think it's, and Kelsey, you're spot on. Um, you know, there's a lot of, there's goals, right? There's this idea of like, Hey, I want to do this, but to be honest, what I've learned and I've, I've actually learned this since leaving a corporate world and having to, to kind of be the director of my own destiny is every day I sort of have to wake up and like, I take a temperature read on everything, right? Like what's the world doing? How do I feel? How does my team feel? Um, what is, happening on social media? Are people excited? Are they not excited? Like kind of like taking this temperature read of everything and then saying, okay, well, here's how I'm going to approach the day. And maybe there's like three things that have to get done, but also it's like, okay, well, do I need to get people excited about this? Or do we need to come up with this design? And like, yeah, it's very, um, I think I wish it could be cut and dry or that there were like, I think maybe that's why athletics is so wonderful because there's like a either we won or we lost or you know kind of thing or those tasks where there's always an end um sometimes it's nice to have that because it can be exhausting i think sometimes to not really know have i hit the mark what was the mark what what was the mark what you know was that successful was that not it's uh it's a different way to uh, to look at the world. So yes, um, actually, Kelsey, I made that exact ask. It said, help me sell as many skirts and leggings as possible, please. I already did that right when you, right when you said that. And how does it feel? To, it feels to, good. Okay. Well, and you know what it is? Um, actually, like, so here's the interesting thing is I think it's less about skirts and more about... Um, and Nicole, I, I saw this from what you built and, you know, also some of what I've done. It's actually more about how we build a community. And yes, we can dress that community and we can give them all the things that we need. But how do we make a community of amazing, active women who want to...
Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> so this, ago. this is the stuff that happens when you're live. <laughs> this is so but, fun. You know, it is fun. And you know what? While we're waiting for her to find that connection, why don't we pause this part of the conversation and you, I'd love to hear, you know, fill people in a little more on human design. And you had mentioned like, I'm a manifesting generator. What yes. the heck did you mean by that? And mm -hmm. I know there are some categories, but maybe you can explain what the categories are and maybe just a little bit about a description of each. Yeah. So there, human design is like an iceberg. There are so, you can go really, really, really deep with it. What most people end up learning at the very least is their energy type. There is, wait, can you hear me? Oh yeah, you're there. Oh. Mm -hmm. um, so there's, there's five energy types. And then let me just explain how the, the iceberg goes. And then I'll tell you about the energy types. So there's energy types, which explains how we are meant to like dance with the energy of the world. Then there's our profiles, which is how we're supposed to do the thing we're here to do. And then there's gates and channels and variables that show us things, it just shows us all of our gifts. And, like the, and our gifts are what we're here to share with the world. So energy types, there are five of them. There's generators. Manifesting generators. Nicole and I are both manifesting generators. There's manifestors. Why don't I want to call those MFs? Because we're not we're MFs. <laughs> we're MGs. We're MFGs. We're manifesting Gs. <laughs> That's awesome. The, the M or the F goes more with your daughter is a manifester, Nicole. Oh, yeah, she's. Yeah, I, I'll never forget when you called me and you just left an audio file of her, <laughs> her personality, you know, her, her blueprint. And yeah, she's an MFG for sure. No, she's an MF. <laughs> she's just an MF okay. uh, yes. or an FM. Uh, and then there's projectors, Sarah, you're a projector and there's reflectors. Oh, okay. So here, let's What's start a projector. I, I didn't know about this. Yes. Well, let me tell you a little bit about okay. all and then we'll go deeper into projectors. So let's start with reflectors. Reflectors are the smallest percentage. It's supposedly only 1% of the population. And when you look at a reflector's chart, the whole thing is white. They don't have any color in their chart because all of their centers are open. So what a reflector does is they're meant to be at the center of the tribe. They're like, I think the um, in ancient Greece, they would have been the oracles is they are here to reflect our own wisdom back to us. Mm -hmm. They're like, I think of them as like a disco ball. So if you want to feel really good about yourself, go hang out with a reflector and you're going to come away being like, Oh my God, they're so amazing and brilliant. And their energy is incredible. Yes. Because you're so amazing and brilliant and your energy is incredible. Wow. Okay. Then manifestors, manifestors are here to own their power. They are such powerful beings. Their aura is big. Like you, a manifester cannot sneak into a room. Uh, manifestors are here to do what they want and to own it. They're here to start energetic movements. 
and bring the right people with them. Then can I? Can I yeah. Drink? Um, so here's what you told me about Wilder. <laughs> I will never forget this. You're like, she's, you know, she's here. Um, she owns her power and she's letting you parent her. Yes. She's kind of doing you a favor <laughs> to let you think that you have any influence on this parenting thing with her because she really doesn't need you. Exactly. And <laughs> I have really watched her since then. And I actually truly, I believe that's true. Yeah, she needs food and shelter and love. But in terms of giving her guidance, no, she already knows how to do everything that she do. <laughs> oh, I love it. <laughs> um, and manifestors are really not supposed to ask other people's opinions or permission. They're just supposed to do it. So parenting a manifestor, can it's a whole nother beast Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh, I love it. Okay. Okay. So then generators and manifesting generators are both here to be sparkly, super, super sparkly. And we get sparkly by doing what lights us up, listening to our bodies and feeling what just makes us feel electric. And when we do that thing, our energy becomes so juicy, magnetic, and sparkly that we elevate the world. And then manifesting generators, that's um, Nicole, that's you and me. We're here to play. So it's play that lights us up and allows us to be super sparkly and elevate the world. And we're here to carve our own paths and do things the way no one has ever done them before. And then projectors, Sarah, you are a whole nother species, a whole nother version of magical beings. And you're a light being. You are here. You've got super penetrating energy. Like you can see everything that's going on. And you're here to help the rest of us, to guide the rest of us, and to help us make things more efficient and effective. <laughs> that sounds about right. Yeah. So you, what you're... Your formal like strategy in human design is called wait for the invitation. And what that means is that your wisdom is so intense that people aren't always ready or capable of receiving it. So you just have to either wait for them to invite <laughs> you to share your wisdom yes. or create an invitation. Say like, can I share something? And then when they say no, you just have to <laughs> bite your tongue and hold it in. That sounds about right. <laughs> you guys, I mean, you're doing exactly what you're here to do. One thing for projectors to remember is that you guys don't have an engine. Nicole and I, as MGs and all generators as well, we have this sacral engine. So we have, we wake up with energy in the morning and we've got energy. As long as we're doing what, we're, what we love, we can go nonstop. Projectors don't have that engine. You will feel like when you and Nicole are together, you're going to feel her engine and you can run off that and you can get so much done. And then you will disconnect from her energy and be like, no, oh, I need to sit down. Like, I just don't <laughs> have that energy to go, go, go anymore. That's so interesting though, because I wouldn't say that at all. I'm actually like 
it's very difficult for me to sit down and stop mm. things, especially if it's something I love. Yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Huh. Did you give Kelsey your entire chart? Like your whole, yes. all, down so, to the second, all your info. Yep. So Kelsey, what do people need to give you in order to pull up their chart? So birthday, including the year, the time, and don't, don't like half-ass this, look it up on your birth certificate and the place where you were born. And place is only used to find the time zone that you were born in. So don't freak out if the place where you specifically were born isn't in the system. I will find something in that same time zone. And if you're listening and you live in California, because this only, I've noticed a pattern when I, people can request a free chart from my website and I personally pull the chart and send them an email. And I've noticed a trend, particularly in the last month and a half, people from California just write the name of the city they were born in. They don't write the state. They don't write the country. <laughs> Everyone else does this. The Californians seem to assume that I know where all these cities are, and I don't. So if you I love that. Them, <laughs> include the state. Oh, I love it. Um, okay, so let's talk more about Sarah. Mm-hmm. So how, Sarah, what do, what do you want to know about your human design that you think can help you do something in your life better or differently or something you're confused about that you want clarity on? Well, I think it's, I mean, just the fact that um, there is a, maybe a purpose for us to be here or that there is a human design for each of us um, is really a beautiful thing to think about Um, so that right there, just even having the conversation about what we're having is very freeing to me in general. Um, but I guess I would, you know, knowing what you know about me, Kelsey, how, how does, you know, and since I'm very new to the whole idea of human design and what that is, I mean, how, what should I, I guess, what should I do with that information? How should I think about it? What, what would you tell me, um, it all means. Mm. So as you start engaging in the human design experiment, it is all an experiment. Your invitation from the universe is to start living your design. So really, truly following your strategy and your authority. So your strategy is to wait for the invitation or create the invitation. We can say either one. And then your authority is splenic authority, which means you are going to know the answer when you're trying to make a decision, you're going to know the answer instantly. It's going to be intuit intuitive and it's going to possibly whisper. So you got to listen to that. You do not need to sleep on anything. Whatever your first instinct is, that's the right answer for you. So does everybody not, so not everybody gets their answers the same way? Mm-mm. Some people like a reflector. Reflectors are there's their strategy is to wait a lunar cycle. And so wait an entire month feeling into that big decision. This isn't every decision. This isn't like what to make for dinner. This is like, <laughs> do I want to take that job? Do I want to move across the world? 
and to feel into it every single day for like a 28 day cycle. Wow. And then can I I pick apart decision-making for a second? Yeah. So I feel like some people make decisions with their head and some people make decisions with their heart and some people make decisions like with their core Mm -hmm. or their gut, Mm -hmm. you know, does that play into this at all, Kelsey? Yes. And none of us are supposed to make decisions from our heads. Our heads are just for decoration. (laughs) And they're beautiful. But our wisdom lives in our bodies. So we either have emotional authority, and that's you and me, Nicole, Mm -hmm. or we have sacral authority, which can only be true for a generator or a manifesting generator. We could have splenic authority. We can have ego authority. Jeez, we can have G-center authority. Um, and we're not even going to talk about mental projectors because that's complicated. And they're rare. But so, Nicole, you and me with emotional authority, we, for us it's a little complicated because ideally we are supposed to give ourselves 24 hours because we're always someplace in an emotional wave. Mm. And... We want to feel into that decision throughout the wave because when we're in the trough of the wave, we might just be like, no, I don't want that. And then we, in the peak of the wave, we're like, absolutely. Yes. Yay. I want to do everything. So feel into the decision at every point on the wave and then like give yourself 24 hours and then give your answer. It's just a like permission, permission to take the space you need to feel into a decision. We live in this world where there's this expectation to respond to things immediately. And this is just like a big fat permission slip for 50% of the population saying, give yourself 24 hours to make a big decision. Okay. Kelsey, this is so crazy. My dad is probably a different, I don't know what profile he is, but um, he always taught me to sleep on it. With every big decision, he always said, sleep on it. You'll know tomorrow. Isn't that interesting? Like maybe he kind of knew in his gut that I needed that. Yes. Oh, such a wise man. You're so lucky to have that in your life and to learn from such a young age. Doesn't mean I always do it, but. No, of course not. (laughs) Because you're a human. Because sometimes I'm on the the high of the wave, right? Right. Okay, cool. Wow. So this whole conversation is interesting because, you know, you're talking to also two women who are leaders in our business lives and our career lives and maybe other parts of our lives, but we steer ships. That's kind of what we both have done. Mm -hmm. And decision-making, I think, is a a huge part of that and learning the way your process for making your best decisions is so empowering. So I think this is really cool. And honestly, everybody listening is clearly making like a million decisions every single day and all decisions have different levels of maybe importance or weight or impact. But um, so I think everyone can, can really benefit from this conversation But I think it's really cool that if you learn more about your human design, it can help you find comfort in or try different techniques for this. Yes. And for you and me, Nicole, we also have 
We also have a defined sacral, which can help us with decisions, but not until that emotional wave passes through. And we have defined spleen. So we also get that instantaneous hit that Sarah gets, but it's not necessarily like it's going to help us all day, every day, but it's not necessarily our big decision-making machine. That would be our emotional center. We are supposed to follow the joy. So when something makes us feel happy or just feels really good, that's a yes for us. Can I ask, Sarah, I'm sorry, this was Sarah, and here I am like asking all these, I'm taking over. (laughs) Well, but I was going to say, I did want to say, it's funny what you, what you mentioned, Kelsey, because I do know, um, and it's taken a journey of the last six years to clear the mental and emotional clutter in my life. But a hundred percent, I know when they're, when the decision, like I sort of sit with myself and wait for the decision. Like I know it, I can feel it in my body when it's time to decide. It's mm-hmm. just, it's fast. So it's fascinating to have you sort of validate that. Um, Cause I didn't, I didn't know that. Um, about myself, but I, it's, it's like a legit literal feeling. Um, it's like, it's like I'm given a, a sign or a message or whatever. It's like, okay, this is it. And then I'm like a hundred percent comfortable with that decision once that comes. So yeah. sorry, Nicole. I'm- no, I think it's fantastic. Um, I think it's all validating in general. And one of the things that it brought up to me was, you know, there's millions of billions of people out there with their own human designs. And we all go through waves in life, right? Not just daily waves, but waves in life. And some people are more prone to the down wave, and having depression or anxiety. I mean, it's incredibly common and especially right now and with our crazy current pandemic state of, of the world we live in. But are there certain energy types that, you know, could, who suffer more from, from these, you know, the sadness, just sadness, let's call it sad state that could benefit from knowing more about their human design? Yeah, there are so many. So in any center that we have open, which means if you're looking at your chart and anything is white, that's where we take in and amplify other people's energy. So when we look at the emotional center, Sarah, yours is white. It's actually wide open, which means you feel and amplify other people's emotions. You don't... So bear with me for a second. You don't actually have your own emotions. You have your own feelings, which means when you think something, you're going to have a feeling as a result of it. But emotions don't have any thought associated with it. They're just like you wake up kind of feeling a little off someday. And that's an emotional wave running through. So Sarah, you feel and amplify other people's emotions. So if someone you know with an emotional wave is feeling like a four out of 10 emotionally, you're going to feel that as an eight. And you're just going to be like really upset all of a sudden. Someone's going to ask what's up. And you're like, I don't know. 
<laughs> feeling their emotions. So people with open emotional centers, they're amplifying not just the emotions of the people closest to them. And yes, you can feel this through the phone, through Zoom. They're also amplifying the emotions of the collective. Like it's in, the energy is everywhere. So if you're, even if you don't talk to another person all day, you're still feeling the energy that's just out in the world. And those people can feel sometimes like, especially in times like now, like there's this black cloud hanging around them mm -hmm. and then they can go to therapy and be like, I just don't understand. And therapy helps them with their brain, with their thoughts. And it doesn't get to the root of this issue that they're experiencing because by changing their thoughts, they're changing their feelings but they're not addressing the fact that they're feeling and amplifying the emotions of the collective. So how does that work for someone? Like, so do you two have open? Mm -mm. No, no, this is just you. I mean, it's not, it's 50% of the population, Sarah, but we, Nicole and I have defined emotional centers and you have an open emotional center. So 50% of the, the world has an open emotional center. Yes. Yes. So we're just all pinging off. So we yeah. don't have our own emotions. We're just pinging off of everybody else, like your emotions. Yeah. Your natural <laughs> state, Sarah, is calm, cool, and collected. And anytime you're not feeling calm, cool, and collected, either your experience of feeling, which means you're thinking something and then feeling something a result of it, or you are feeling somebody else's emotions. Sarah, is this resonating? 100%. Like, are there days when you feel totally. like you can tell that the negative or tough feelings you're having are a result of like your daughter having a tough day or your mom giving you some pressure or something like that? It's more, um, honestly, it's probably a more, um, it's not so much like what somebody would be saying. I can, I definitely can feel people's energies. Like whether it, the words don't matter. Mm -hmm. what they're saying but um their underlying level because i know i know this but i've never had the words to say it right now until like you're saying this to me kelsey but um i can read their emotions and then i react to them as though they are mine yeah. and so I get, i'll all of a sudden get really agitated or i can i could name probably five names right now of people that would like mess with my emotional center with me doing and it's you know I wouldn't it's not like we, there's a conflict or anything I it's fascinating that you say that 100% wow yeah you know this is absolutely like the coolest thing so Kelsey how can Sarah use that for like good versus evil you yeah. know what I mean like how can she channel and manage this Yes. So Sarah, when you are feeling somebody else's emotions, you've got so many options. One thing is your permission to not feel it, to not process it. It's not yours to process. The other person needs to process and allow those emotions to run through them. Your job, you feel it. And if you mm -hmm. want to ride that emotional wave with them, you can, but you can, you know, especially if it's your kid, for instance, explain emotional waves to them and be like, hey, are you in an emotional wave? Because those of us who have emotional authority don't always recognize when we're in a wave. And yeah. by you gently, 
gently, <laughs> um, asking us if we're in an emotional wave, we can be like, oh, yeah, I am. Okay, so I'm going to shut things down for 24 hours. Like I'm not yeah. going to respond to anything because emotional waves are actually the universe's way of nudging us into divine timing. So we huh. don't want to respond. We don't want to ask for things when we're in that emotional wave. We want to just like go park ourselves on the couch with a book during that emotional wave and then come back and create once that wave has passed through. So Sarah, for you, you can use that. So you're feeling the other people's emotions and you can just use it to help them. And then just say, feel into your body and say, please return to sender with compassion. You don't actually need to feel it. That sounds lovely. <laughs> just so lovely. Can we, can we talk about how human design and our physical bodies are connected because most of the people listening are active women. I mean, this is who is in our community. And as active women, we push our bodies and you, Kelsey, duh, you get it. And so does Sarah. And so do I, we push our bodies. We are trying to stretch our limits. We often are trying to improve our bodies. There's so many women are trying to like lose weight or hit these health goals. Um, that's a whole sort of different, I think, uh, theory around whether or not people embrace that. But um, how does how does this work help someone find their uh, potential or optimize their health in, in their body state? Mm, that's such a good question. And there are so many different ways I can take this. But two things are coming up in neon for me right now. The first is no matter what your energy type is, if you are not using your sacral center the way that you are designed to use it. So if you have an open sacral and you're not using it as open, or you have a defined sacral and you are not using it as defined, you are going to experience gut issues. So your physical body is actually going to respond to you. I thought and I could just like drink kombucha and my gut issues would get better. Is that it's working? Like for you? actually, <laughs> it is actually better, but <laughs> but that's bad. So wait, and so when you say open sacral, mm -hmm. is that um, what we were talking about before the open emotions, or is the no. open sacral something? The different? Sacral is a different center. So you also have an open sacral center, Sarah. So you people with open sacrals, which are going to be all the projectors, all the manifestors, and all the reflectors. You guys don't know when enough is enough. And so you can drive yourself into the ground. Yes. You can be the ones like still working past midnight. You're and even still watching TV past midnight. Yes. Yeah. So well, doing that. Kelsey, this yeah. is really crazy because Sarah, we did a whole episode where Sarah was talking about her gut. This was oh, really? one of our earlier episodes. Like, this is really legit. Huh? It is. I mean, it, it was better because I stopped eating gluten because I have an actual allergy to that. But, um, but yes, always, but it's, inter I mean, it's so interesting to hear you say these things because you're, and you and I have had a brief conversation, but mm -hmm. you're like pegging me 
left and right, you know, just because of, you know, where I was born, what time I was born, you know, I mean, it's fascinating to me. It's like, you know, exactly who I am. It feels like I've seen like, yeah. So we've had a brief conversation. I've talked to the human Sarah, but I, I get to look at your soul. So I always love when I get to see somebody's chart and then meet the human and I'm like, hi, oh my goodness, this is amazing. It feels like such a gift. (laughs) So Kelsey, you said you had two big neon flags coming up and the first was the sacral center and making sure that it's operating the way it was intended. Exactly. And the other one is the ego center. All right. Oh, this sounds painful. (laughs) Hold on. Let me explain. Human design was not originally created with friendly language. Like there's a whole lot of words in (laughs) traditional human design that are like, it's designed to confuse you. So the ego center is also known as the heart center. It's also known as the will center. I have no idea why it's got three names, but let's just clarify that in case you know a little bit about human design and you've heard about the heart or the ego or the will, they're all the same thing. But that is our center for motivation. So 70% of the population, which includes both of you, has an open ego center. And this means that for you, your motivation is com- comes in waves or in seasons. Yes. And we are all taught or encouraged to be motivated all day, every day. For 30% of the population, that includes me, we do have strong, consistent motivation. But most people are not designed to be motivated all day, every day. So how do we handle that 30% of the time? I'm relating big time. Um, That 30% of the time when we're not feeling motivated and we're then feeling like we're slacking and we suck. Mm -hmm. So it's not 30% of the time. It's 30% of us that are constantly motivated. Oh, Uh, (laughs) It's like, I don't know what it is for you. It might be 50% of the time you're not feeling motivated. But when you, are, when you aren't feeling motivated about what you feel like you should be motivated about, so let's say it's running and you're just not feeling motivated to run, you're probably feeling super motivated to like bake muffins or something else. It's just your motivation goes through waves. There is a gift in every single part of that wave. The, the invitation is for you to love yourself through it. Totally absolutely love yourself through it, own it, and do not force yourself to do something. Like, you know, you know all those challenges that are like, you know, you'll win this if you exercise 90 days in a row. If you have an open ego, it is one of the worst things you can possibly do to yourself. (laughs) Because you're forcing yourself, you're going against your motivation. If you're not motivated for something, trust it. Trust that you are not motivated for a reason. It's so you can discover and experience something different. That makes so much sense. Kelsey, can can our motivation waves like change throughout our life too? Absolutely. There were times in my life when I was so motivated all day, every day, and now I'm attributing it to age, but there are, maybe I'm wrong, but I'm like, I'm just tired. Or maybe it's hormones. Like, how does this whole thing screw with our, you know, female hormone center? Mm. 
the that would come back to the sacral center actually <laughs> again if we are living our sacral design ideally all female reproductive well female and male um all reproductive health should be amazing and of course there are other things like there are other influences it, it's not all in our human design we are in physical bodies that's true you wanted the answer to come with human design didn't you and i i mean you know nicole i'm sitting here thinking and processing all the information and like okay how can we make this useful because human design is so i mean there is so much um to it um you know i think as you look at yourself um and how you move through this world and and the things that you love or don't love or, or motivate you or not i think a number of us have not probably i'm going to go with like 99 percent of the world has never heard of human design right so what kelsey is bringing to us is another element of a way to understand ourselves right it's probably not the end all be all of everything but I think what you're sharing is there are so many other ways to look at ourselves and how we interact with this world and other people that um, we've never had our eyes open to. So it's really cool. And I think when you and I talked, Kelsey, one of the things I asked was, you know, did you know everything right away? Like, did you understand things about yourself or your gifts or whatever? And you said to me, no, I, I had to open myself up over time. I had to learn about it over time. And so I think, because you know, I always love my takeaways on our podcast. I think this is an interesting thing for people to, to take a look at, you know, and if they go to you, Kelsey, they can get a free reading, right? You'll, they'll, you can, people can just send you their information and you'll provide essentially their human design chart, right? Yeah. I provide the chart and then they can book a reading or a coaching session with me. Yeah. So, um, and where would we, where would that people go to, to do that? KelseyAbbott.com. Kelsey. So K-E-L-S-E-Y. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Awesome. That was so jumbled. Sorry. You can also listen to your podcast too, right? You have your own podcast, Find Your Awesome. Yep. The Find Your Awesome podcast. Yes. And you're coming to the summit. I so. am. And I'm so excited. <laughs> we... Um, Arts. We are dying. Your talk title is so fun. I mean, we were kind of riffing on how can we, so you said, I want to help people transform their inner critic. And I was like, I don't know. And then you just wrote some hilarious thing. And I was like, well, that's the, that's the title. And I believe it is transform your inner critic from a like protective bodyguard into something else. What did we say? Is it into like your, your biggest cheerleader? Yes. Oh my gosh. I love it because you know, this conference, the summit is all about changing the way we talk to ourselves and removing the negative with things that help us live more fully. And you are absolutely perfect to help people work on their <coughs> actual inner voice. I'm excited. Oh my gosh. Um, so what can people expect from you when they, when they listen to your talk? <coughs> Excuse me. 
They, ooh, hold on. <clears throat> problem. Poor <laughs> thing. You know, Kelsey, while you're clearing up, I will tell a story that when I was pregnant, I like choked on my own, <laughs> like spit or something. I think I was like hungry all the time. So I was constantly salivating. I would be in like business meetings with executives and I would just start having the most crazy choking attack. I'd have to leave the room. People were like, what is this pregnant woman doing? So there you go. We, we all, we all occasionally lose our voice. <laughs> Hopefully they won't. Um, this won't happen during yeah. your session. No, I'm going to be all better by then. <clears throat> this is apparently intense ragweed allergies. Oh, really? No. Yeah. Well, I thought, it, <coughs> excuse me, I thought it was COVID. Well, you're not pregnant and choking on your own saliva. No, this is not my own saliva. <laughs> um, but it is whatever is pouring out of my head down my throat. <clears> throat> it sounds so delicious. Isn't that delicious? Yeah. All right. So let's, let's talk about the summit and transforming your inner critic. That's your inner critic is the voice in your head that we all have. And it says, you're not good enough. You're not smart enough. You're not pretty enough. You're not fast enough. <clears throat> you're not strong enough. You're too fat. You're whatever. You're not enough. Every single one of us has that. And in my talk, we're going to transform it. So we can't oh, get rid of it. I can't wait. But we can make it that. our like super our secret weapon. Oh, we all need more secret we weapons. We really do. We really do. Oh. Because it can be such a paralyzing voice. So I I personally am listening to your session. I cannot wait to um I could certainly use some help. My trans my inner critic is she is not nice. No, none of them are. So if we can make, you know, that could be a superpower. I'm down for that. So, well, as a projector, Sarah, when you listen to Kelsey, you are going to walk away feeling freaking badass because she is badass. Well, instigator of joy. Let's um, let's tell people how to sign up for the summit. Sarah, you want to take the lead? Right. You can. Well, the summit is uh, powered by Skirt Sports. And if you haven't seen it already, we have just launched our new logo, which is so cute. And um, so you can go to skirtsports.com and there you will see a link for the summit um, and registering for the summit. And so um, right now um, we ship out the conference, the summit swag on Friday, two days. So you have two days to register. And oh, wow. you can save $20 when you use either Kelsey or Nicole as your 20. Um, discount. Kelsey oh, 20 sorry. or Nicole 20. Yes, I made that mistake too when I posted on social. Yes. And everyone was like, it's not working. Kelsey 20, <laughs> K-E-L-S-E-Y 20 or Nicole 20, whichever one you remember. Exactly. Saves you 20 bucks. You've got to be yeah. there. It's gonna be amazing it kelsey is. thank you so much for coming on today we adore you and we need more kelsey abbott in all of our lives mm, thank Absolutely. you both so much i adore you guys sorry about the coughing fit no, uh, okay. it's been really fun i feel better <laughs> <laughs> all right you guys over and out we'll thank see you, you at the summit <laughs>